0: This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money and a bank won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you can need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello everybody and welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and today, we are here with Tricia Craig of Music Builds Lives. How's it going?
1: It's Great, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely, glad to have you. So, um, let's get started. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and then what you do.
1: Well, I'm a classically trained flutist uh, with a master's degree in performance, um, but I've had, um, I've had an entrepreneurial spirit since I was a teenager. And I owned a brick-and-mortar music school for 22 years, I think. And uh, during that time, I refined um, the process that I had learned through doing recruitment for a major conservatory to help the students at my school get into college, either for music or for something else, participating in music. And uh, when I decided to retire from owning the brick-and-mortar school, I started Music Builds Lives, and uh, that's what I'm doing now.
0: Okay, perfect. So you used to teach. Um, So what is it that you do now? Because I know I was looking at a little bit and it's pretty cool. So let's get into like, what is Music Builds Lives?
1: Well, yeah, so it's um, my little little passion project, I guess you could say. I help um, classically or or highly trained teen musicians uh, leverage their musical training for scholarship money And for entrance into college, so numerous clients of mine have received full tuition to play music in college. Some of them as music majors, but the others as uh, music participants while they were studying something else as a different major. And um, it's uh, I've created this system that. that just sort of evolved as I figured things out over the years. Like I said, I did recruit for a major uh, major conservatory years ago, so I understood what went on behind the scenes. I've also taught and worked at several colleges, so really had a good handle on what actually goes on once you submit your college applications, and uh, so I've been able to guide my uh, musical teen clients and their families towards really high success, and it's so fun Uh, it's they're they're amazing kids and their families are incredible and i think they didn't realize what a big payoff all of their musical training could be when they got to be college age
0: absolutely so um, let's talk a little bit about how that works because i I have an idea Um, because we know say i was an athlete right um so we kind of understand that process you know you get into college for athletics we under kind of understand how that works you know but i I, but i can see what you're talking about with music because everything no matter what it was no matter what it is gives you a set of skills and it doesn't have to be directly related to music right so you want to go a little bit of i think that's what you're kind of touching that
1: (laughs) yeah that's really cool i love that you even pulled that out of what i said so uh, yeah, there's a couple of different topics in there, and uh, the first one just to address is, is athletic scholarships, and we're all really familiar with, you know, the, the football star who gets a full ride to go to college and play football, you know, at the national level, uh, but every school has budgets for the um, activities that take place at the school, so it might be football, but it also could be, you know, lesser known sports, you know, fencing. I know someone who went to school on a fencing scholarship um, or it could be uh, music. So if the school has an orchestra and they don't have any uh, oboe players who are at the right level to play in that orchestra and your teen has been playing at an all state level, then they could be a, a great candidate to get perhaps even a full scholarship to play oboe in that orchestra while they're studying accounting or pre-med or something like that. Uh, they don't have to be a music major to get those scholarship monies. And uh, it's the music departments that have them just like the athletic departments have them uh, at, at colleges too. Um, so that's the first thing is, is being able to ferret out these um, scholarship monies and and market yourself to be a candidate for them. The school doesn't know who you are. They don't have the kind of recruitment that of the big athletic departments have and so they have to they have to know who you are so they might meet you at a summer camp you know just um, or they might meet you by going through my process where I have my students kind of introduce themselves to the departments and and get themselves known and get their foot in the door so the scholarship money that's the one thing and then you mentioned all these skills and um, you know if you look on my Facebook page I went on a skills rant a few weeks ago Uh, Because uh, everybody's talking about skills that are essential in the future economy. And these skills are skills that every single music student has. You know, working as a team, um, practicing a skill until they've mastered it. In fact, uh, medical schools are starting to recruit people with high-end musical backgrounds because they're finding that the average student has never mastered a skill. And when it comes to surgery, and other medical procedures, you have to learn, you have to know not only how to practice that skill until you can do it, but then practice it to maintain it, which is, is quite a feat. And if you've been playing the piano since you were six, then you have that skill. And uh, so I help my clients um, learn how to take all of the, the skills that they have uh, and turn it into real life skills and be able to talk about it that way. Um, when they're applying to schools and uh, interviewing. Uh, one of my clients even got into uh, military academy, yeah. uh, seeing this, all of this information.
0: That's awesome. And like yeah. you were saying, you know, so just what I like about that is you're right. There are there's a difference between doing something and just kind of being okay at it and practicing a skill until it's perfect. Because when you mess up in music, you can tell it's not right. (laughs) It's a, it's very easy to tell, Oh, I did that wrong. Right. Right. And so you have to practice and practice and practice to make you, you can do it properly and then to do a whole song or a whole, a whole set or whatever, and it takes a lot of work and a lot of diligence that a lot of people don't have. So that's a huge skill.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and my clients and other just really great music students, uh, they learn this by working one-on-one with a private instructor for most of their growing years. So um, I, still, I still do teach flute. I teach part-time, and my flute students meet with me every single week, one-on-one, where I point out everything they're doing wrong, kind of, you know, and, and show them how to advance and how to, how to work on things. So, so this practice of practicing and learning is really ingrained in them. They really know how to do do that. And there's so many other skills too, you know. Maintaining your equipment. If you if you any if you play any physical instrument, including voice, if you don't maintain your instrument, then you can't play. You, yeah. you can't perform. Uh, so even if if you want to work in a lab somewhere, or you know, in a in a recording studio or something, you can. These kids can can talk about how they understand how important it is to. Uh, maintain the equipment and to learn how to handle it properly and t- the proper care and maintenance is already ingrained in them. They understand that, so they don't blow it off. They take it seriously. I mean, even if they're in a deli working with the meat cutters and stuff like that, I, I know someone who owns a farm, and she was saying that she loves to hire music students because they take instruction, they work hard, they learn well, they, it, they are good at interpersonal communications and teamwork. It's, it's, the amount of skills that music students learn through their training is, is unbelievable. And as I pointed out to my clients, like I said, they and their parents are blown away. And, and it helps them with confidence and interviews. as
0: well. Yeah. Because yeah, um, like you said sometimes people don't understand the other, the other skills and what do you call them, soft skills or whatever that come outside of what you're actually doing. As mm-hmm. um, so I can tell right now, I used to dance. So getting up on stage and performing is very different than working inside of a, a, a team kind of like on a field, you know? So yes, you can get a lot of confidence from sports, but getting the confidence to get up on stage and solo is something completely different. And it's a right. huge benefit, especially if the further you go in your career.
1: Right. Yeah. Imagine being a, a a bank executive that has to give a speech to the whole the whole bank, the whole, the whole, all of the divisions or something. And um, if they've never done that before, if they've never walked on stage, uh, then that can be, I can't imagine how you get there. Uh, But if, you know, if you've been playing the tuba and doing concerts your whole life, then, you know, walking on stage might even be totally comfortable for you at that point, you know? So uh, a a lot of these skills are, are, are so under under appreciated while they're learning and um, you know, I, I was even talking with a client a few months ago and he, we, we go through all the skills they learned. You know, so they list things like chromatic scales. They list, they list it in musical terms and I help them translate it. And he laughingly said, uh, I know how to tie a bow tie. I don't know if that counts. And uh, I said, it, it, it totally counts because uh, we musicians, orchestral musicians especially know that we have to wear, You know, if you're a man, you have to wear a tuxedo when you go on stage and that means proper shoes and proper hosiery mm-hmm. and and so when it comes to working in you know a kitchen and they say you have to wear the chef's jacket you're not going to say i'm not wearing that jacket it would be you'd be of course of course i have to wear the right clothes for the setting right mm-hmm. uh, and and the music students even in high school they're the ones who don't mind you know they've worn those marching band uniforms or the choir dresses or whatever they don't mind wearing the ice cream uh, the ice cream parlor shirt, you know, with a little logo on it and the yeah. little hat or whatever they have to wear. They're like, yeah, sure. That's nothing. You know, you should see my wool marching uniform or something. So, uh, it's, it's actually, it puts these music students are, are in a different, a different category because of, of their life experience that they've earned, you know, really by working hard.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So let's see. So, so we know a little bit about what you do. Um, how long have you been doing this?
1: Well, so I closed my music school two years ago. Oh, okay. and so pretty recent. Um, yeah, and I was I had been doing this for, for numerous years prior to that, probably eight or ten. Uh just as an aside, in the music school, people could book my time and be in my office and we would just talk to all the stuff. And so over that decade or so I really refined my procedures and and how I how I work with the with the families. Um, and then uh, I, after I retired from the music school, I wasn't sure what I was going to do next. And I, I, people just kept calling me for help with this thing that I've done before. And so I was like, maybe, maybe this is a business. And so uh, not long after, I decided to just turn it into a real thing. And I've had clients from you know, all over the country already in, in just a couple of years. Um, and all different instruments and all different um, majors, some performance majors, music performance majors that I've helped, Um, and some people who, like I said, a Coast Guard Academy student who isn't playing music at all at the academy, but who uh, used all of her musical skills to really impress, um, you know, she was this little blonde white girl and she had to impress these big scary old dudes that were military dudes and everywhere she went they were so impressed because she was able to articulate things that were relating to what she was hoping to do in the in the navy ultimately and um, uh, and relate it to her musical training and her musical experience and she she did really well so I've I've been able to help people all, all over the spectrum.
0: Pretty good. So I, I'm curious, does this work more as a nonprofit or you, is it a function as a normal business? Cause, cause when I first think about it, I have to take a step back and I'm like, okay, it's college. So people will pay for college and I'm getting to kind of like the black and white of business here, but, <laughs> but, uh, so it's just interesting.
1: Yeah. So it's a business. It's my yeah. privately owned business. My yeah. music school was my own privately owned business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there were, there were, would be reasons perhaps to have a music school as a nonprofit, but I chose to not, um, you know, not, Im- not I-, I guess tax the community, not not add to the burden of the community. I felt like I could add to the um, to the benefit of the community, and so as a as a for profit sole proprietorship, I was able to, um, you know, donate to causes and mm. donate my time as as I s- saw fit. And uh, that holds true today at, uh, through Music Builds Lives. When um, I can, I can decide. I can decide what I want to do with any, yeah. you know, with any um, profits. But um, it is my own. It is my own business. And you know, there's there are a lot of businesses out there now that are helping um, people figure out the college application process. Or I have a colleague that's really fabulous who does um, essay writing and helps kids who want to go to Ivy League school uh, figure out the whole essay process, which is quite a big deal. And, uh, so there's a lot of other businesses that do similar things, but, um, I'm the only one I know who has this little system for music students in particular.
0: Yeah. What is it they say? Uh, the money's in the niches.
1: <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. It, you know, the, the, the other thing we were talking about all these skills, one of the things that's making me crazy and it's very difficult right now. Um, Given you know the pandemic that we're dealing with, and you know, will these kids be able to still participate in their youth orchestras or their music departments at school um, come this school year? Um, so they're still doing all kinds of research and studies on the safety and the, yeah. what, whether what can happen. But beyond that, I, I'm seeing a lot of schools who are choosing to cancel music, like K through 12, cancel it in an effort to start offering classes that will make students more um, prepared for future economies and future businesses. And it's things like teamwork and um, being able to uh, think on your feet and presentation. Oh, and it, when when I see the list of things that schools are trying to teach kids, and so they need the money, so they're gonna kill the music program and try and teach the kids. I just wanna scream at them, just make everyone be in the music program because they'll learn all of those skills by studying music all the way through. Yeah. Uh, so Yeah, so it's, it's, it's uh, I, I feel like I'm also a little bit of a um, cheerleader for, for musical training. And you know, people, when I went to I the music school, parents would say to me, you know, um, maybe they don't need to keep taking piano lessons. He's not going to be a professional pianist, so it doesn't matter. And I'd say, no, but all of these skills are so important. And um, uh, the parents would say, well, you just want me to keep taking lessons at your music school. Well, now I don't own a music school. So when (laughs) I tell you to keep taking piano lessons, then I'm just, I'm just trying to make, make your world better. And so it's been fun because I've also been able to go speak to music departments or youth orchestra parents and, and explain to them the importance and the value that their kids are getting from music. And so I feel like I can make more of an impact on that now as a independent um, business. That's not. Yeah. (laughs) I I
0: totally totally understand that. And I've had this conversation before I had another guest on, this was years ago and we were talking about music and how, you know, schools try to get rid of it. And, but this is one of those areas where art is, it's hard because you can, you can physically see the benefits of something like say football or wrestling or sports, you know, you you can see the confidence. The kids are in shape. People like it, all that stuff. Right. You can see that. And it's a little different with music, but it's all still there. If you pay attention to it, you know, It, it really helps the kids with the side, you know, of the creativity and, you know, just, even just stress management, you know, there's something about creating something beautiful from nothing that you don't get in sports. Typically that's very, very beneficial to people. And I think that's just something that either we're not addressing very well (laughs) as a society, because I'm telling you now, as a 32 year old adult, I hate that younger me didn't learn how to play the violin or the piano. Like, so that's things on my list right now
1: everyone says that to me and and i i oh i wish i could go back and find you then and say hey let me let me guide you to a great teacher um the the other thing is that in music um no one sits on the bench ever mm-hmm. so when um you know when you're playing on stage in concert band or choir or orchestra um that you know that's kind of clear but you know if you have You know a few really lousy players the band or group can only be as good as they are so so you have to really work that up but when you get into the musical um athletic pursuits like uh winter percussion ensemble which if you haven't seen that look it up it's amazing uh it's a it's a whole athletic sport and i used to write drill for one in uh, marching band, which is one of my passions uh, that I've retired from now, but I used to write drill and teach drill for marching band. If you look up drum corps and things, the fitness level that these people have to have in order to carry that percussion around for a full you know, 12 minute show running all over the place and playing and having the musical uh, rhythms and math going on in your head and the expression and the showmanship all at once, it's unbelievable what they what they pull off. Um, and again, no one sits on the bench in those groups, so everyone has to work together to get us all to a good level. Yeah. Um, and uh, they actually did a study on some drum corps musicians, and uh, they hooked them up to all kinds of things, and they had them run their show. Uh, I think it was a percussionist, a, a, a quads player. Yeah. And um, they tested their their heart rate and their heat rate and all that for the whole show and they found that they worked harder in their competitive show than a professional athlete in any full game i mean you you can get some high-end i mean you can even get high-end fitness through through musical training one of my clients right now is a trumpet player who um uh, was going to be uh, he got a, a top spot in the Spartans drum and bugle corps. He did tour with them last summer, and this summer he was all set to to be a key player with them. And the drum corps um, season was canceled by Drum Corps International this year. So uh, he's he's pretty bummed out. But they have been doing some online stuff, and he's participated in some of their virtual uh, performances. One of the, one of them is on the Music Build Lives facebook page you can see him at the end he gets a special so feature solo with and so even even now that they are kind of stuck at home uh they're still finding cool things that to do to yeah. keep their relationship
0: up yeah that's pretty cool well thank yeah. you so much for joining me today this has been great sure. um Thanks. give people uh, the place and how they reach out and get hold of you
1: well so i'm online music builds lives i'm uh you can, I'm in New Hampshire, but I have clients all over the country. Uh, You can find my Facebook page. I'm pretty active on there. And uh, that's on Facebook Music Builds Lives. And uh, they could email me, Tricia with an sh at musicbuildslives.com.
0: Okay. Again, thank you for joining me. It's been good.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're fun. This is awesome. Uh,
0: Thank you. Thank you all for watching. Uh, Like I said, if you have children who you know, again, if you were listening to this, if they could benefit from they want to go to college, they want to figure out how their music skills actually, you know, can benefit them in those situations, then reach out. Want more New Hampshire Business Show? Find us at iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and www.nhbusinessshow.com.